Hi, missionaries. Welcome to Mission Moments, where we take a moment to prepare for our mission. The Mission Moments podcast is sponsored by Mission Youth, a community of missionary disciples come together to equip ourselves to go out and spread Christ's love in the world as apostles of the new evangelization. And every Catholic we know is called to be a missionary. So we're here to help Catholics like yourself, everyday Catholics, to learn to be one, to learn to be a missionary. And we want to share those missionary experiences, form skills, give tips and best practices so that you can be a great missionary as you're called to be. Um, and this is actually our first season. And today is our first podcast. My name is Father Adam Zettel. Uh, I'm going to be hosting today. And I have with me, Tammy Grady. Hi, Father. Nice to see you. <laughs> it's great to have you here today, Tammy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to this. Yeah, Tammy is a consecrated woman of Regan Christie. Um, she has been for many years now, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her story at some point in today's, uh, today's session. Um, and I have the joy of having her here on the show to introduce our first theme uh, and our first, the theme of our first season which is uh, going to be kind of leading up to Holy Week as a time that is important for us missionaries and for mission youth. Uh, since many, almost everywhere in the world, anyone who's involved in mission youth, we know is, is gonna be doing missions during Holy Week. And this first season is a six week period uh, based on the theme of this year's Holy Week missions, which is called by name, right? So a great theme of how Christ calls us, Christ calls us by name to be his apostles, um, and he calls us to go out and, and to spread the love of Christ, right, which is why we're missionaries. So that's the theme for these six weeks, and our, and our first theme for, for today is how we are called into the new evangelization. So we want to touch on that idea of the new evangelization. Mm. Sounds like yeah. a great theme, Father. So yeah. thanks so much for inviting me on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sammy, we kind of wanted you to come because I I know that the new evangelization, that term and, and the idea and what it means has been important for you. You are right with that. Uh, the new evangelization is definitely something that's been um, key in my own life, continues to be key. And it's something that I think that we all can, we need to continue bringing into our life all the time. So, yeah. And we know that like, it's, it's key for, for mission youth mm -hmm. um, because we're all about evangelization and this is kind of the term new evangelization. Um, it, it kind of has a specific meaning, right. At, at this mm -hmm. point in history for the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to like help us see like where, where it came from, where this in term, the new evangelization. I'm sorry. Sure, Father Adam. So um, when you hear the term new evangelization, I think the first place I, I go to is take off the new first and just use the word evangelization and say, uh -huh. where did that come from? Where did evangelization itself come from? And really all we have to do is go to scripture and go to Christ, you know, in Matthew 16, 15, just as he's about to ascend into heaven, he says to the disciples, go into the whole world and teach the good news. Or then if you want to see it in, in uh, or that was Matt, Mark, then if you go to Matthew, Matthew 28 saying, 
go, uh, go into the whole world, preach the good news, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and know that I will be with you until the end of the age. And that really in itself is the call of Christ for all baptized Christians, all baptized Catholics, to go into the world, to spread their faith, to spread the joy of Christ and all that God has given us as being his children. And so go really about doing that. And that started, of course, with the first disciples. And that's really what the call of our, our baptism is, right from the beginning up until now. Um, yeah, we're, we're called to, to be disciples, those missionary disciples. So where does new evangelization comes from? It really, it's just an extension of what Christ had originally said to his first disciples over 2,000 years ago. That call still remains. You know, there's a, an encyclical in the church that's called Redemption, uh, Redemptio Missio. And the mm -hmm. first lines in that is that the church's mission will and always be that of the pro prolongation of giving the, the mystery of, of Christ and giving it to the world. So that's, that's our call, like uh, mm -hmm. since we're baptized until the end. So um, it comes from Christ is where it first comes from. The new evangelization is really kind of a, a term that's been coined by John Paul II. Mm -hmm. And it's really not so much giving new doctrine well, not even not so much, definitely not giving new doctrine <laughs> or it's it's really bringing the words of Christ and the truth of who he is to this world, using new methods, new enthusiasm, being able to actually reach the world that we live in today in the modern world. So that's kind of where um, the new evangelization sprouts from. And I would say really, even before John Paul II, I would start with the Second Vatican Council. Because that council was, was really a council for how the church is to engage man in the modern world. And that's mm -hmm. what that Second Vatican Council was all about. So that was really the, the launching or moving forward into this new, what John Paul II would call springtime of the new evangelization. So Yeah, that's awesome. I think, I think when you put it in that perspective of, first of all, the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everyone who who loves their faith and who loves Christ and who has read those passages of the gospel and meditated on them has probably had a moment when they said, this is for me. Mm. Like these words of Christ are for me to, to be the one who's, who's sending me up to go and, and evangelize, to go and bring the gospel and, and that, that joy or that love or that peace that I've experienced to be mm. able to share that with others. Right. Um, and then I think that I, it's helpful for us to kind of keep that little bit of historical context in mind um, mm -hmm. of the Second Vatican Council being kind of a time of, of renewal in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the, the phrase uh, that was often repeated is probably from John Paul II of the new springtime in the church, right? That, that like it's, we realize that it's not enough for us to just kind of be living our faith and our, and our beautiful rich tra tradition by itself, if we're disconnected from the world and if we're not finding a way to evangelize the modern world, mm -hmm. right? You're, so, you're right on. so our evangelization has to be renewed and exactly. it has to, we have to find those new methods and new mm -hmm. ways to mm -hmm. reach out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, I mean, maybe the burning question on my mind right now, Tammy, is um, how, the, how this affected your life. Um, and the impact maybe that John Paul II had in your life, uh, yeah. and and how you know was it like 
you just one day woke up and said, oh, I need to get into the new evangelization. How did, yeah. how did it happen? No, of course not. That usually doesn't happen. Usually any type of relationship, whether it be with somebody that you're meeting or even Christ himself has to develop over time. But um, definitely, I would say John Paul II played a big role in my understanding the term of the new evangelization. And uh, if I can just take a moment just to share a little bit about him, because the thing is with John Paul II, he's such an amazing saint. He's actually my favorite saint. You know how we have saints that we really look towards? He's yeah. one of mine. I just love John Paul II. And I always say, you know, if I was his age and living in Poland when he was a young man, I am sure I would be in his circle of friends. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> he's he's just somebody that's very attractive to um yeah, to want to emanate really and, and to really want to uh, get to know. What is it special about John Paul II? I think that it's kind of important to know where he came from. You know, like he, mm -hmm. he he's a modern saint, even though when we think of he was born in 1921, that can sound a long time, or 1941, that can sound a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But um, But he really grew up in Poland when it was a time of the communist regime. And he kind of had a hard life since when he was little. He uh, had a great family, his mom and dad, very strong Catholic family, but he had some hardships. When he was only nine years old, his um, mother passed away and just leaving him and his brother. And then there was him and his brother Edmund when he was 17 or actually 19, his brother passed away. And then when he was 21, his father passed away. So he was kind of left as an orphan, even though he's an adult at 21, he still didn't have an immediate family. And it was also at that time that the communist regime or the German occupation was coming into Poland. And so the faith was oppressed, if you remember mm -hmm. that, or we know anything about the history. And so John Paul II, who was Karl Wojtyla at that time, he had to go and work in the quarries and in the, the mines. So he was working with a lot of the common people. He was all, he never really worked in a stone quarry, but he got to know the men there and mm -hmm. just got very much involved with the people that he was living with and um, started asking questions about life. And actually was in that time that he decided to become a priest. He, uh, he wanted to actually be a monk and to go and to pray. He got involved with uh, St. John of the Cross. And so he said, I'm going to mm -hmm. be a, a monk like St. John of the Cross. So he went to his bishop and he said, you know, even though we're in this hard time in the in the Second World War, I really feel God is calling me to be a priest. And so I'd like to, to enter the monastery. And the bishop at that time said, well, you know, I really think right now and what we're living in today's world, people need to have priests with them. They need to have them in the world, but not the spirit of the world. And so John Paul II really took that as something that God was leading him towards. So he decided to become a priest, but to go in, to be out and about with the people. And that's really one of the things that impressed me a lot with John Paul II. Before his pontificate, a lot of the popes in that were, were around in Rome and didn't mm -hmm. really leave the Vatican that much. And there was, I wouldn't say there was a separation, but definitely uh, it changed with John Paul II. Yeah. When he came in, he decided, like, I just really need to, to be with my people, be one like the sheep, something mm -hmm. like what Pope Francis says now, you know, to smell like the sheep and to get mm -hmm. out there. 
So that was John Paul II. And he's the one that started looking at the youth of the world and started saying, we need to be there for our young people. He's the one that instituted the World Youth Days and having a lot of hope for the youth of the world and bringing them together. And so that's kind of where I got involved a little with John Paul II. I saw him when he came to Canada in 1984. I didn't even really, I know that sounds super old, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I, he came to Halifax, Nova Scotia, because I'm, I'm Canadian and from out in the Maritimes. You were and a little I, girl in 1984. I was right? a little girl, yeah. yeah okay. a little girl. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, there was also a little boy in high school there, too, who uh, he said, you know, I'm going to go to Halifax and see the Pope. Do you want to come with me? And I really didn't want to see the Pope. I just wanted to go because he asked me. And so I went, but with the whole intention of just spending my time with this young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got there, John Paul II started just really speaking to the youth. I wasn't paying much attention at that time because of my eyes were all turned towards this young guy. And I kept asking him questions. And he turned to me at one point and said, you know, Tammy, I'd love to talk, but this is the Pope that's right here. I'd like to hear what he has to say. And so even though, okay, it hurt me a little bit, I said, okay. But then I really started to listen. And when I started hearing John Paul II, the first thing that came to my mind was just like, this is a man I can trust. This Mm -hmm. is a man that believes in the youth. I'm a youth. I want to follow this man. So that was kind of like a beginning of my conversion. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I've always been Catholic. My recommitment to the faith, Mm -hmm. recommitment to what it means to be a Catholic. Shortly Mm -hmm. after that, uh, well, I'll jump ahead a few years. I, I, uh, I actually met some young people that were really into John Paul II and his teachings on the new evangelization. And so they encouraged me to be an apostle. I guess the word today is now missionary disciples, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that missionary disciples meant to go out and not be afraid to share your faith. So I was afraid, but I, but I was more afraid not to do it. I'm not really afraid, but I had this burning zeal inside to Mm -hmm. say, I need to go and share my faith as well. So I did that for a year. I gave a a volunteer year Mm -hmm. to the church, uh, traveling around the country of the United States and reaching out to youth and sharing with them what God had done for me. And at the end of that year, I ended in Denver at World Youth Day. And at World Youth Day, the theme there was... um, I came so that you may have life and have it to the full. And I just remember being there thinking, what is it to have life to the full? Because I thought my life was pretty full, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is it to have life to the full? And uh, I realized that my life was, was needed to be filled with Christ. And so that was kind of the beginning of where I actually even started my call to consecrated life. But there's lots of little nooks and crannies I could go into, right? But definitely John Paul II is instrumental and my own love for the church, missionary heart, love for being the bride of Christ and just being a a member of Mission Youth Mm -hmm. as well. So, Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty awesome that like right right at the beginning Mm -hmm. of your story, of your kind of your, oh, I forget how you worded it, your renewal and your your recommitment to the faith, Mm -hmm. there was this kind of a missionary impulse yeah right mm-hmm. to go and, and give that year mm-hmm. um you know and today our yeah, our theme is called to the new evangelization 
-hmm. I think you could definitely say that um, he was calling you, you know, mm -hmm. and if you know, it was through this young man that brought you to listen to the Pope and, and yeah. through the words of the Pope himself, like God was, God was calling you. Do you think that's. Accurate? And it was very personal as well. And, you know, when you started this podcast, you were saying that the theme for this whole thing is called by name. Mm -hmm. And so it was such a personal call that I would say, I, not, not only was I called to the new evangelization, but I felt called by name to this new evangelization. Like yeah. I had a place, I had a purpose. God needed me and wanted to use me as a, as his hands and feet really to go out uh -huh. and to share that truth. So uh -huh. yeah. there's a lot of personal aspects to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think in my own life, I, I see the same thing that, um, you know, when I began to feel called by Christ, even even before feeling the call to the priesthood, just to a relationship with him, mm -hmm. uh, it, it immediately took on this, this sense of also being called to, to evangelize. And I think, I think part of that experience was because anyone who begins to rediscover their faith realizes that there is, that, that faith needs to be shared with the world around you. You know, mm -hmm. like all of us are completely aware of the problems in the world. You know, sometimes the problems can seem to be greater than than the good things that are going on in the world. And there's so much need for transformation and renewal. Mm -hmm. And there's so much need for God. Right. Yeah. As soon as we discover God, we realize this is a great thing in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, but the rest of the world needs this. Yeah. We can't keep it to ourselves, Right. In a little bubble. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. I think that's why, like, I also felt really identified with the idea of the new evangelization. Yeah. from the very beginning yeah. well in all truth too, father adam it's we should all feel identified with it because it's the call of our baptism you know that's something like before second the second vatican council um it was seen it was seen that you know the priests the nuns and the consecrated are the ones that are called to holiness that were called to right. be the, the missionaries in the church and that regular baptized uh, people were just called to be in the pews but that's mm -hmm. something that John Paul II and has really helped us to understand. And even when he started, you know, it's it's 20 years ago now. But when he's when he's when we turned over the millennium, you know, the year 2000, I remember the night we were going to switch over into 1999 to 2000. And John mm -hmm. Paul II wrote a beautiful letter to the youth. And he's like, are you ready to be the saints of the new millennium? And it like it was so strong in my heart that I just remember an interior kind of motion mm -hmm. of this. Yes, I'm called to be a saint of the new millennium. And so is the person beside me to my right and mm -hmm. to my left. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the path God has put me on. And I've been so grateful because it's been full of adventures and joys and friendships and so much more of a full life. like. World Youth Day 1992 said, you know, or 1993, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. Mm. Fullness of life comes from giving of yourself to mm. others in that way. So, mm -hmm. mm, yeah, man, that is awesome. I, it gave me goosebumps as you were telling that, <laughs> you know, just imagining those days with that great saint uh, yeah. saying those words to young people. And I'm just, I, what, what struck my mind was, I hope that the young people listening to this are thinking to themselves those words, you know, let that yeah. sink. Are you ready to be 
the saints of today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and okay, that came from John Paul II when I was just a youngin, and um, it's touched my heart so much, but he has continued with that in all the World Youth Days, as has Pope Benedict, as mm -hmm. has Pope Francis. I also remember being in World Youth Day in Australia, 2008, and the, it was the same message. Pope, Pope, France, or sorry, Pope Benedict was saying, you know, the theme was when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses and sharing my faith to the ends of the world. And we were kind of in the end of the world, right? Australia, mm -hmm. <laughs> the way down there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I guess that, that kind of makes me think what my next question was going to be was, you know, uh, we're seeking to, to form young people today to be missionaries. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Mission Youth is full of teens and young adults who, you know, many of them were born after the new millennium, right? Of course. Uh, so it could, yeah. you know, like, you know, 1984 wasn't that long ago, right? Oh, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably asking themselves, okay, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And, and Tammy, um, the world has changed a lot since then. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not convinced that this is relevant for me today. Yeah. So what would you, what would you say to that? Well, I would say definitely the world has changed but Jesus hasn't, you know, like Jesus himself says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the love of God is, is timeless. The love, the, what the human heart needs is timeless as well. And it's interesting. Okay. You, you say that was a long time ago, but even now I'm still involved a lot with working with college kids. I just went to the Sikh conference and going to the message is the same thing. And it instills in the heart for every young person that's there in their own particular call that God has for them and the particular path. But they have a mission just like I had a mission 20 years ago, or you mm -hmm. had one, what, 15 years ago, <laughs> whatever. Right. And so we, when we hear that call from God, we're, we're going to know it's for me and for the time that I'm living in. You know, it's, there's even a, I, I always go to scripture and there's a scripture in the book of Esther. And Esther had this mission. And that was what, not just 20 years ago, it was a couple thousand years ago. And she had a mission that was, she, it was nerve wracking for her. She was, she had to help be a missionary. She had to, to bring the, the truth to her people. And she was afraid to do it. And the counselor said to her, were you, perhaps you were born for a time such as this. Like, this is your mission today. Yeah. And so fast forward that, to 2000 fast forward it to 2022 the mission is still the same of bringing christ to a new world that's why it's a new evangelization so exactly what we were able to talk about 20 years ago the truth is is, is the same but maybe we do it in a different way or we use the mass media a little bit differently but mm -hmm. people still are drawn to the truth of who christ is and not just the truth, but more importantly, his personal love for each one. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, if the world has changed, it's like it's even more true now that we need a new evangelization because mm -hmm. we've we've got to come up with new ways to yeah to reach the world with with this message of Christ's love. Uh, you know, and if if we if we're going to do that, we need we all need to be a part of it. We need young people to be a part of it. We need to mm -hmm. 
you know, to come up with these new creative ways of doing that. And the thing that I like to say to people is, is if you, if you question yourself whether this is relevant or not, just listen to those words and ask yourself if that doesn't resonate with you in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, you know, John Paul II saying, are you ready to be the saints of today? Uh, yeah. That resonates with me mm-hmm. now in 2022. Um, if you listen to him saying the church needs to be new in its ardor and new in its methods and the evangelization needs to be new um, and that resonates with you, then it's not old, right? Yeah. And, you know, we were just talking about the book of Esther that was written hundreds of years before Christ. And I'm like, yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah. That we're <laughs> right? born from time. The, the time that we're born is the time that God has a mission for us. Yeah. To bring his truth, but uh, but with new ways and new techniques. Yeah, and with my absolutely. own personality as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were born for this time. We were born <laughs> for 2022. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. You know, I think uh I think I kind of want to um maybe ask you if you if you think that uh uh Mission Youth, you know, as an organization, as a, as a community that's forming young apostles, um, what would be the way in which Mission Youth fits into all of this? Like, how how did this organization, how did our our community uh, mm-hmm. come about in the light of the new evangelization? Well, it's interesting that you ask that, Father Adam, because um, just as I started with John Paul II, I even think Mission Youth really. I had its foundations with John Paul II as well. Because when I was at that World Youth Day uh, in Denver, when, remember at that World Youth Day as well, people were, were telling the Holy Father, don't set these World Youth Days up. You're going to be embarrassed. No young person is going to come. You're going to get there. You're going to have the big field and there'll be nobody. And of course, <laughs> there was like 100,000 young people that came and it, and it was just mind boggling for the rest of the world. And that's why he started oh with more and more and more World Youth Days. But there, he was so strong with the youth that, his, you know, his famous words are, be not afraid. Yeah. Be not afraid, which really comes from Christ, right? Christ says in scripture over 50 times, be not afraid. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. I'm with you to the end of the time. And so John Paul II was really exhorting all of the youth that was at World Youth Day in Denver. He said, be not afraid of your faith. Don't keep it internally. Share this gift that you have. If you have to, shout it from the rooftops. Go door to door. Knock on people's doors and share with them the truth of who Jesus is, what he's done in your life, what he can do in other people's lives. And there was a couple young men there um, involved with Regnum Christi who really took that message to heart. You know how you were saying that call to be saints of the new millennium burns in your heart? Or like Mm -hmm. Jesus when he was on the road to Emmaus and he read the scriptures and they said, we're not our hearts burning inside of Mm -hmm. us. Well, these young men, their, their hearts were burning with, I need to do something. So they went back to um, the state they were from and there was something similar of mission youth happening down in Mexico, but it was Juventud Misionera, right? <laughs> and so they decided we need to do this for American culture. And so that was in 1994 that they started the first mm-hmm. mission youth uh, missions. And it was, I remember one I went, went to was in 1995 in New York City. And it was amazing to walk through Fifth Avenue with the cross 
and saying the Stations of the Cross and all the people that were in New York City would just stop and look at us. And I mm -hmm. think in that moment, I realized that this Mission Youth is not just for today, but it's going to be for always. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where the Mission Youth got started. And here we are, what, 25 years later, and it's still a need that the church has. And so I really, I'm looking forward to Holy Week this year and mm -hmm. to be able to go out with other missionaries uh, all ages, really, but particularly young people going out to not being afraid to share that faith and to do it with a lot of joy and a lot of care for people around them. So, Amen. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm -hmm. so it's so amazing how uh, how many new ways and new waves of of missionaries have been kind of sent out thanks to thanks to Mission Youth, right? Thanks to that inspiration. Uh, well, that's what I think was amazing. Even a couple of years ago, you know, when, I mean, we're still in COVID, but when it was very strong, I was so impressed to see Mission Youth and its members, and I think yourself even included there, doing a lot to bring the, the gospel even through, you know, Zoom calls or what have you, because we have to find new ways. So that yeah. was the problem that was happening then. It's like, okay, we're not going to stay shut up in our house and not do anything. We're going to find new ways to be able to, to share the faith. And so that's yeah. the challenge that we have, really. Right. And I think that uh, part of our calling is to um, kind of imbue the church with with that new ardor for evangelizing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, the local church, your parish down the street, right? If you walk into many Catholic churches, you don't get struck immediately by the, the ardor of evangelization mm -hmm. that's alive there. Um, so... We want, you know, we want to set set the church on fire again yeah. with that that desire to evangelize. And I guess the other thing too that I would just kind of reiterate here is because sometimes we can feel a little bit alone in this, you know. Even if we think, oh, I would like to do that, but I don't know. I don't want to be out there by myself and just kind of be made fun of or whatever. But mm -hmm. I would, I would. Um, I just want to share that I have a grace to be able, being a consecrated woman now, I talk to a lot of people in spiritual direction. And I can't tell you how many young people, men, women, different ages, have this kind of call within them where they too feel called by name and that they want to go out and they want to be able to share. And there's that. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there is that many of us have this internal call. And if we don't share it, we're not going to really know who else I can join with to actually bring this good news to the world as Christ tells us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, it's pretty awesome how we can, we can be instruments that God uses to, to call someone by name. You know, mm -hmm. God can, uh, if, if you're inviting people on missions and you call up one of your friends and say, Hey, Joe, uh, you want to come on missions with me? You know, maybe that's the Holy Spirit's moment when he's going to, He's going to speak to Joe through you and call him by name and invite him into the, the new evangelization and, and the mission. So we got to be ready to do that. You know? I totally agree. It's yeah. That, yeah. It's not just, it's just, just me. Right. But I have to reach out and to give the gift to others as well. Yeah. yeah. And, or just, or just be the instrument. Like you say, it's allow God yeah. to use, to speak. You know, somebody said to me a long time ago, you know, Tammy, you might be the only Bible somebody will ever read. And that stayed with me. I was like, okay, mm. so maybe I need to share 
what I know about Christ, because maybe not, that person is never going to pick up the Bible himself and read it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Tammy, we're kind of uh, getting into some of the themes of, of our podcast that are coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, next week, we want to talk about how Jesus calls us personally into mission, and it's, it's a personal relationship with him. So mm -hmm. you shared a little bit about your relationship with Christ and how he called you, but um, we want to get deeper into that theme next week. And then um, in one of the upcoming weeks, we're going to speak also about that idea of being the one to invite your friends to call it this into mission. Um, and then also that, that aspect that you got onto about community, right? And how uh, we're not alone as missionaries, right? And really, we need, we need the community. We need to be part of a team, part of a, a body of missionaries that's going to and evangelize together because you know, very few of us are strong enough to be you know the, the lone ranger out there <laughs> evangelizing in our world on our own so well, a lot of good for, stuff coming up well i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna tune in and make sure that i hear the other uh, guests that you have on and i'm telling you just given this little conversation with you here today i'm getting excited for the holy week missions myself yeah. as well awesome so. me too well tammy i think we should wrap up with a little prayer here uh okay. to end our first podcast on a good note okay thank you okay. go ahead in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit amen dear lord we thank you and we praise you for all of your gifts and for the great gift of mission youth and of our community of apostles that you've called us to by name thank you for calling me by my name and for calling Tammy by name to, to be an apostle. We know that you're working through us and you're working through her and you wanna work through all of those missionaries who are listening to this. And we ask that you send down your Holy Spirit, make us real apostles, make us real missionary disciples who can change the world for you and share your love with them. Yes, it's through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Tammy, and thank you all for listening, and God bless you, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much, Father Adam. God bless.